Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, Johnny, with us? Yeah, yeah, that was something. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. It's an issue of blog talk. I think we had some opposition there that got into the the queue there, so I had to do some, uh, what do you call it, a little bit of of damage control, if you understand what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Joel will be in just a minute, so why don't you go ahead and take off, get started on it. Well, uh, hello there. Um, <laughs> so we on? Yes, we're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Well, um, Gerald is, uh, is going to be on here in a second. And, uh, we were going to kind of go yeah. over uh, what was uh, what's currently the status of the Blue Water Navy uh, bill that had the... Uh, House Resolution Number 299. Um, and what is uh, what has occurred fairly recently with that is the uh, main committee, uh, headed by Chairman Dr. Rowe, uh, has moved that bill, 299, uh, to be uh, out of the committee and heard by the House uh, and then and to be voted on. And when that happens, uh, it essentially was not released through a subcommittee that it was assigned to. So it goes on to a special calendar. Um, and uh, I don't have any information on when it's actually going to be uh, hitting the floor for a vote, but it's on the, the union calendar, and uh, there's some information on that uh, you can find on the web. Um, I have a concern with the way that it's currently uh, structured in terms of what it explains it's uh, going to do and how it was uh, funded and that, and that sort of thing. Um what they did, essentially, uh, was uh, send the information to the Congressional Budget Office uh, saying, you know, what, what is this bill going to cost? Uh, the Congressional Budget Office ran its numbers. Uh, they, they used some additional uh, previous information from the Department of Defense uh, Manpower Data Center to find out how many active-duty naval personnel there were uh, in Vietnam. Uh, Now, back in those days, in Vietnam meant uh, you were in the theater of combat and you had been awarded the um, Vietnam Service Medal. Um, That that got changed a bit later, but uh, uh, this was real-time counting of, of heads uh, who was there, where they were, uh, and then casualty reports were created from the initial data. Um, but what it also did for them is it gave them a, co- a head count of how many people uh, from each of the branches of services uh, were on active duty in various locations uh, worldwide and in Southeast Asia, and then more specifically in Vietnam. Uh, those uh, numbers show that there were 174,000 uh, Blue Water sailors in Vietnam, or let's make that 
174,000 Navy personnel in Vietnam. Um, some Navy guys were uh, uh, on shore, somewhere on the uh, riverine forces. Um, go ahead. All right. Did you make yeah, it? Yeah, Joe. Right? How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing how good. You? How are you? Okay. Uh, you got a question for John here or a comment? Well, my my question is is the the way I get into it. I have no problem with some guys that were referred to sometimes as the river rats that ran up and down the delta. But then I also had uh, a question: How do we know how much the dilution was? And in all the ships, I know there's a few of them. Uh, how many of the ships actually had Agent Orange? On them, I, I've spoken to two Navy personnel who uh, knew that they were on there, and after the drums had been removed, and um, they had to clean out the storage hole where they had kept the drums. You know, were there was there Agent Orange on each one of the ships, or is this based strictly on what got into the ocean and into the water? That's that would be my question. Well, let me jump on that one. Um, there's really no data that's available for anybody that was in Vietnam, not even the guys that had their boots on the ground. So, for instance, if you are if you want to know some kind of measurement uh, of how much Agent Orange someone was, someone was exposed to, um, it doesn't exist. And essentially that's why they turned it into something called the presumptive exposure. Uh, nobody knows which ships uh, were contaminated specifically by uh, the, the ingestion of uh, water, the taking in of water to cool the boilers and also to make fresh water on the ship. There, there's nobody who has data on that measurement of uh, which ships uh, took in more or less or any at all. But the uh, contamination of the water aboard the ships is certainly not the only way that the Agent Orange was uh, got out to the Seventh Fleet. And um, there was a study done uh, a few years ago by the Institute of Medicine that uh, essentially is called the Blue Water Navy and Agent Orange study. Uh, one of the key ways that they left out of that study uh, that would be the travel of contamination out to the ships from the shore was movement of people, materials, equipment, uh, mailbags, etc., from the airstrip in Da Nang uh, and other places out to the various uh, ships, and it usually went out to a carrier, and then from there the carrier uh, distributed to the uh, other ships in its uh, uh, group or flotilla. So there is no uh, way to find out how much and which ships. So it's got to be an assumption that, or and a presumption that. They were exposed. Does that help at all? Yeah, that that helps a whole lot to know uh, if there was any data or no data. The only other question that that I have, I actually called my congressman's office this morning and did not get a, a, a reply back of any type. I told him what I was looking for. And my only thing I wanted to know was how was he going to vote on it. Uh, but I have a lot of concern in the way they plan on paying for it. Um, if I understood it correctly, they may be reducing some of the benefits that are now in place. Well, that one I'm not able to address specifically, but you asked how it was going to be paid for. Um, the way this is currently written out, 
it's going to be the, the money is the source of the money is going to be the VA home loan program, and there is uh, suggestions of new funds and uh, that can be added to the VA home loan program payments, uh, and those funds will be specifically going into the kitty that uh, that's going to cover um, not only Blue Water Navy, but there are some additions to the Thailand uh, veteran exposure and also the uh, Korean DMZ uh, exposure. So the answer to the question is they're going to use money from the VA home loan program to pay the disabilities of uh, of the veterans who, who don't now have the uh, pres presumption of exposure. Well, now, if they do that, uh, that's uh, actually taking money out of the veterans' pockets that's earned those benefits. I, I don't know how they can start charging veterans uh, uh, that's already earned benefits and uh, has, for instance, has a home loan, and all of a sudden their bill goes up. Now they talk two or three dollars, and but in reality, I could see that jumping to twenty-five or fifty or even a hundred. Who knows uh, when it get down to the bottom line? Uh, if the uh, Blue Water Navy uh, or Congress determines that the Blue Water Navy is deserving of compensation for Agent Orange exposure, then the VA needs to cop up the funds, not take it away from other veterans. Well, that's exactly right, and that's uh, definitely something to be upset about. As you recall in the past, one of the suggestions of paying for this bill was by a round down of uh, money that is paid to people already receiving compensation. And the way that would work is if you received uh, $100.12 every month, let's say, uh, they would take that $0.12 cents and put it into uh, a different kitty. Uh, and even if you made $100.99, uh, uh, every month in your check. They would take that $0.99, cents, round down that particular check to $100. They'd throw the $0.99 cents in to the kitty, and those disabled veterans uh, who had the round down would be footing the bill for the Blue Water Navy. Uh, there was a lot of outcry at that point because the veterans should not be needing to pay for other veterans uh, out of their own out of their own disability funding uh, that that went away but what it was replaced by was this uh, theory that, that they could up the cost of the veteran home loans and take the money out of that now it seems a little bit uh, more distant from the uh, taking it directly out of the disability chair. But, Gerald, you're perfectly right. The bottom line is they're still going to be um, paying one group of veterans in their disabilities taken out of another benefit, a veteran home loan, that other veterans uh, qualify for. So there is your Peter. Robin Peter to pay Paul. That's uh, that's what's going to happen. Well, that's what it looks like. It's going to happen. I, uh, I. What else would you know? Can you call it? It's taking money out out of a already allocated. Their funds already allocated. Um, for veterans that, uh, you know, it's allocated to those veterans. Now, why add on to 
to the burden by taking some of that away from them. Uh, expecting them, you know, it'd be like me come along and you'd say, hey, you got to pay my electric bill this month. Uh, you know, I didn't use your electric. Well, you're you're right there uh, to an extent. In the case of using the uh, VA home loan, though, uh, these are going to be new uh, assessments that are put on to the uh, payments of the VA loan. So it's it's not existing money, but what it is that they're doing is they're going to uh, have veterans. Uh, pay dollars, whether they're new dollars or old dollars, that doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, They're going to have those veterans pay for uh, some other benefits that veterans uh, in another category need. Yeah. Uh, I think it's something we're going to have to watch real carefully because this is the wrong approach. They have a right way of doing this, and they know it. Uh, uh, and this is not it, because uh, there's no telling where this would stop. Stop. Uh, they said the president uh, been able to take uh, make a group of veterans pay other veterans uh, compensation, and. Uh, no tell world stop. And you know <coughs> excuse me, you know the VA once once they they're able to pull one of these tricks off, they'll they won't stop. They'll keep doing it. Uh and we shouldn't even let it get started. I I would recommend all veterans out there with especially with hormones uh, you know, this time it's home loans. Next time it might be one of your artificial legs. They say, well, we just won't put a foot on this guy's leg. Uh, you know, uh, or an arm. We just won't put a hand on this arm. Uh, it could be, uh, there's no no end of what, what, what the crazy fools will do. Well, those are, yeah, those are interesting analogies, uh, Gerald. That's that's kind of um, bringing it right into your face. Um, there's there's no way to project uh, what quote could happen unquote uh, because uh, as we know, uh, yeah, it's a new trick that they are going to learn, and and anything can happen. Um, yeah. Uh, we need everyone out there, all the vet, all the veterans out there listening, uh, and to tell other veterans, at least the very minimum, call your your representatives, your congressmen, your senators, even your state officials. Uh, call them. Um, Call everyone you can and put in an opposition to this this sort of tactics uh, because if Congress says Blue Water Navy is deserving for compensation due to Agent Orange exposure, then the VA should have to cough up the money. Now, the government plant... uh, Prints all plenty of money, uh, lots of money, and they, you know, they can't tell me they don't know where they get the money. Well, they get it from printing presses. We make our own money. Uh, so uh, the fact they don't know where to get the money from, uh, uh, that don't make any sense. Congress and just authorize it. So, why in the world would they want to take it from a poor veteran? Already, most of us are poor church mites anyway. Don't get much money. Uh, just because you got a home loan, don't mean you're getting the compensation. Uh, 
and uh, there, there, um, sure, there are numerous veterans that have home loans that do not draw compensation. So, uh, uh, you know, they have to get more logical. They, they know what they're doing. Well, there is a, uh, a couple of problems that uh, uh, arise when you are going to uh, base this whole thing on uh, the dollars that are added to the uh, VA home loans. Um, when it was first talked about, uh, as I recall, uh, they were saying, well, you know, one thing we wouldn't do is make disabled veterans pay for other disabled veterans. Uh, and then for some reason they thought uh, in their strange way of thinking that, uh, well, if uh, if someone had a home loan and, and they weren't disabled, then they'd be more uh, the proper person to take more money from and to pay for the uh, disabled veterans. And that's a pretty flawed way of looking at things. The second big problem with this uh, VA home loan thing is uh, we're watching less and less uh, of our population uh, join the military, and the logical conclusion of that is there will be less and less veterans in the future. So that pot of money is going to be decreasing over time, um, not sure that they're going to get a continuous inflow into that uh, veteran home loan program to, to pay for this uh, particular deal uh, over 10 years. But the bottom line is, no, a veteran should not have to pay for another veteran's uh, problems, uh, whether it's disability or otherwise. Um, you said it really clearly. If Congress is saying, all right, let's get this thing passed, because uh, in this instance it's Blue Water Navy, uh, and they are definitely deserving of the, the benefits for exposure, then they've, got, they've already got the, the laws in place to say, well, we know the source of money for that. That's going to come from the VA's uh, either... Uh, uh, well, there's two two types of payments to the uh, in the budgets, but uh, you're right. Uh, they shouldn't have veterans paying for other veteran benefits. And I agree with you. I think people ought to get on the line to their to their local representatives and and uh, their local uh, uh, representatives in the federal government and get get some complaints going. Uh, another option is going to the uh, the committee, the uh, uh, House Committee of Veteran Affairs, that's uh, chaired by Dr. Phil Rowe. Um, and I don't have a phone number for them, but I do have a fax number that goes directly into the uh, House Veteran uh, Committee office, which is different than Dr. Rowe's uh, uh, private office there. Um, let me give that number out. Uh, this oh, is a fax number, uh, so you'd have to uh, you have to write this out and send it to 202. That's a Denver, or, uh, sorry, Washington area code 202-225-5486. But I'd say do that in addition to talking to your representatives and senators about uh, uh, anything that bothers you with this way that they're setting up uh, that, like that Gerald says, it's uh, it's bound to go south somewhere at some time. Yeah, it uh, uh, <laughs> it just don't make sense. I mean, uh, how on earth can they justify this? Uh, but if we're going to try it, then we need to head them off, and the best way to do that is use your legislators 
and uh, give them all a call, your congressmen and senators, your House representatives, everybody. Even if you can catch a dog catcher going down the street, uh, complain to him. But uh, anyone, because uh, this is not right, and there's a way to take care of, of uh, veterans that's been harmed in the service, and they ought to uh, do that right. Uh, I can't believe that the VA would even address such an issue in this manner. They know it's not right. Well, and unfortunately, in this case, uh, they're being um, directed to do so by the uh, Congress because they're working on the uh, legislation that then it gets handed to the VA, and they say, okay, well, here's the legislation, VA, you work up a plan to... Uh, uh, how you're gonna how you're gonna do these benefits? Um, there there's another issue uh, that comes a little bit before this, uh, and it has specifically to do with how they're uh, creating the uh, logic. It's gonna consider uh, who they're gonna cover uh, with this new presumptive exposure, who who's going to get that uh, within this, quote, blue water Navy uh, situation. Um, when, the, when the Congressional Budget Office worked up budget for how much this was going to cost, uh, they counted all the uh, personnel that served in the theater of combat. So there's a specific number, and I, I was uh, starting to talk about that earlier. It's 174,000. They're going to count all those people, and then they're going to say not all the 174,000 are uh, even eligible to get these benefits. It's only the guys that were in the territorial seas right up close to shore, which is just a small portion of the entire theater of combat. So... It's uh, it's like okay, we're gonna count up everybody, uh, and then we're only we're gonna count up uh, uh, hundred and or two hundred seventy thousand uh, veterans, hundred seventy four thousand. I'm sorry, hundred seventy four thousand veterans, uh, but we're only gonna let uh, you know fifty thousand of those veterans get the benefits. Uh, and I'm, I just kind of made up those numbers, but it's what they're doing is they're setting it up so that only a portion of who they counted to make the dollars, uh, not every one of those guys is going to get the benefits. And, and it's uh, illogical. Uh, it's absurd. And that ought to be stopped right in its tracks also. Uh, so so well, you explain to your... I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, why in the world, you know, they're using one one count for one thing, and then the actuality will be a lot less, so uh, therefore they've allocated more funds than what they need. Uh, and, uh, you know, yourself, there's going to be a lot of deserving veterans that's uh, left without. And once again, uh, this program, that's right. That's right. I think that what I've read was, uh, what was it, 12, 12 miles offshore or was it 25 miles offshore that they was going to try to hold to? And I, I don't know whether they ever got that distance, whether it be 12 or 25 or 100 miles, you know, uh, whether they ever actually got that ironed out, did they? Um, I'm not a part of that uh, particular issue that's going on, but my understanding is they're still arguing about it. Um, let me run through a little bit of history on exactly uh, what what the terms uh are that, that that have been that have been used. Um, for some reason, instead of the entire theater of combat, th 
things were moved closer to shore uh, to a territorial sea. Now, the definition of a territorial sea is what a specific country claims as their territorial waters. In the case of the United States, we claim 12 miles from the shoreline. Uh, and that's, I want to say, more than 80% of, of countries that do that. Uh, but then there's another way to do it. Uh, and this is the way Vietnam claimed that uh, how to define their uh, territorial seas. Uh, instead of going from the shoreline, they would go from a baseline. And the baseline would vary in terms of its distance from shore. The reason that they would do that is they have groups of islands that lay off the shore that are more than uh, the uh, standard 12 miles that they need to swing out, this, uh, swing this baseline out further from shore. And to set the territorial sea limits, it's 12 miles from baseline. When this was first introduced, uh, there were uh, people who were kind of throwing that term around and just assuming that all of the legislators knew that when we talked about the territorial seas, it was not 12 miles from shore, it was 12 miles from the baseline, which, again, varies in distance from shore. But they didn't... Uh, they didn't specify that. And whenever you heard someone talk about Blue Water Navy and, oh, we're going to help these guys, they were always talking about uh, 12 miles from shore. So that argument exists right now. Are they going to use 12 miles from shore? Or are they going to use 12 miles from baseline? And it's, in some cases, a pretty uh, extreme difference. Uh, as that baseline gets around the Mekong Delta, it sits out... Uh, uh, I want to say it's 40 miles plus in some cases. So it's quite a distance uh, from this 12 miles from shoreline. Um, anyway, that's that's a little bit of history on the on the the term and the definitions of territorial seas. Oh, you know I'm. I think what I read, it was a 12-mile. Maybe they settled on 25-mile, but uh, I forget what I read. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's something there that certainly has to be nailed down. But uh, we still go back to where we need to put a stop to this uh, taking other veterans making other veterans pay for for this uh, package here. Uh, I don't see how the uh, Congress can come in and say we're going to make this group of veterans pay for that group of veterans for their disabilities. Well, that's something that shouldn't happen. Um, they, they obviously are doing that because that's the way it's currently uh, proposed to be set up. Now, now we have to remember that, uh, at least as of today, as far as I know, this thing hasn't passed through the It hasn't been voted by the House. And then after that, it's got to go through the Senate. Uh, it seems to me that with with the issues that you're bringing up, Cheryl, and with the issues of the, the confusion in the definition of territorial seas, there's a lot of reason to throw, start throwing up some red flags and uh, having people uh, contact their legislators and say, hey, you guys, wait a minute, it's time to rethink how this thing's being paid for, how it's being defined, uh, and is there a is there a common ground somebody can find where uh, the, the question of uh, uh, should veterans pay for other veterans uh, is thrown on the table? Because that's been that's been actually thrown out before. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The only remedy 
I can see here is if everyone contacts their legislators, uh, we have to nip this in the bud as soon as possible because should it by accident become law, then it's going to be nearly impossible to get it turned around. Uh, that's yes, that's, that's right. Once they once they get one of these things set in place, it's it's much harder to get it stopped than it is uh, to even get it started. So now's the time to for the veterans to act. Now's the time to speak out and and stop to throw up the red flag and to and say this is this is not right um, and it has to be rethought and. By the way, if you guys think that there is disability that uh, should be paid, then get that out of the VA's budget because that's exactly where it was supposed to come from in the first place. Exactly. And uh, it would be better if everyone wrote letters, but the ones uh, that's not able to write letters at least make a phone call. Uh, and this is the bill for uh, HR 299. And uh, did they have that mixed in with another bill, John? Well, it seems to me that, that they did. Uh, uh, it, it includes some of the, the uh, Thailand uh, veterans and some of the, the guys from uh, DMZ in Korea, and those uh, those did exist at one time in another proposed legislation. So they're mixing uh, uh, a bunch of stuff here in with what had been the Blue Water Navy bill, which is H.R. 299. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I would say that somehow there's a... Uh, Co-mingling some previous ideas into into one right up here. Well, yeah. So you can see their game plan, and I'm sure uh, these other groups that they're pulling them with this, or put this in with them. Uh, uh, see that. That's going to come out of the home loans, too, right? Uh, that's the way it's currently written. Yep, it'll come out of those dollars, extra dollars that they're putting on to uh, home loan uh, closure costs and, and things like that. So they're already making their move. Uh, and we know a lot of those veterans are deserving, too, need proper compensation. Uh, I got a, Gerald. I got a quick question. This is Ray again. Uh, what about these? What about these veterans that, um, for example, a retired veteran out of the Air Force or Army or whatever, that don't take out a VA loan? Um, there is more of those than there is of the ones that do take out a VA loan. Um, uh, that could be, but. If they're able to pull this off, right, they'll come back with uh, head-on people that ain't been head-on yet. I'm I'm suspecting this just opens the door for them. Well, another thing that it opens the door for, and, and this is probably the scariest part, is if... This precedent gets set where you can use one uh, disability or welfare or whatever program and take money from that to move it over to another program uh, by just by the um, agencies, such as the Department of Veteran Affairs. Uh, what's going to stop the Department of Welfare from taking a bit of this particular uh, benefit they have and, and giving it over to uh, some other portion of benefits uh, 
It may not even be in their department. I think this uh, the sleight of hand with uh, with the dollars is what uh, I heard Gerald saying. Uh, we've got a problem here, and, and let's uh, blow the horn now. Yeah, it, right now it's home loans. Uh, tomorrow might be something else, and. Uh, who knows where it'll end? That's the issue. And they can tell you whatever they want. Uh, That's just a one-time deal. But next week, they'll have a new one going. Uh, you know, it. the ones that's not, that don't have a VA home loan, it, it, it seems to me under this bill, they're not affected. But... It don't mean they can't come back and say, hey, we got this old group that ain't touched yet. Uh, these retirees, let's just take a like a 2 or 3%, uh, give them a 2 or 3% reduction to help these guys that was on the moon, you know, uh, pay their bills for them. There's... There's no end to where this thing could stop that I see. No, I, I understand what you're saying, and uh, uh, we kind of have a, a history of watching uh, Congress sort of uh, take advantage of things in the process, really screw up uh, what what had been in place. So. Uh, I mean, anybody who doesn't have total faith in how Congress does things, uh, I think those are legitimate concerns. Well, yeah, I believe everyone ought to contact their, their legislators. Uh, you know, if your benefits should be your benefits. And, uh, you know, they they shouldn't come back and start uh, diluting your benefits. Uh, Two or three dollars, you know, they make it sound like nothing. But whenever it comes down to the real deal, that could turn into, who knows, fifty, a hundred dollars or even more. Say, oh, we messed up, but we got to change this number. Uh, I'm sure that two or three dollars is not set in stone. And the BA ought to pay the bill anyway. What are we doing paying the BA's bill? Yeah, there's the crux of the issue right there. Uh, why wasn't this uh, set up? to be an expense that the VA legitimately has paid for years and years, but something special is going on, uh, and, it, and it started with this Blue Water Navy thing, and who knows what they're going to do in the future. I think you I think you put your finger on a real serious concern here. What, they, what it could actually end up leading to is Possibly, the veteran would end up paying uh, enough or have enough taken out. <coughs> excuse me, to turn it over to an insurance policy type, and therefore the veteran would be paying for his own insurance uh, for his own coverage, and that's the way. Uh, you know, they're wanting the veteran to be out of the VA system, medical system anyway, and this might be a way that they plan on eventually. Uh, getting enough funds to pay for the outside sourcing um, in order to get the, the veteran to use more local doctors uh, near their home and not have to come up with the funds to pay an insurance group or whatever to administer it. Uh, I can see where that could lead down the road in four or five years easily um, to where the veteran would be actually having enough money taken out of his benefits to uh, pay for his own medical insurance. 
Absolutely. Uh, and uh, they're talking, they've been talking real strong about that sort of thing, too, Ray. Uh, You're right. And uh, I'd be concerned. Yeah, they're going, because they want to privatize it, and then next thing they'll say, well, we got this policy. You're going to have to take this policy help pay these bills. We can't pay them all. And uh, uh, so you end up paying, you know, three or $400 a month or $500 a month for health insurance. So, you know, this That's right. What scares me the most about that is what we're talking about, Blue Navy. Well, you go say something to a doctor today on the outside, and you mention Blue Navy, he scratches his head. He has no idea what you're talking about. I have personally found that sometimes I say something about Agent Orange, they don't know what they're talking about. So there is a, you know, who's going to train these doctors on the outside to understand about these uh, microscopic uh, uh, flea bites that the guys are getting in their lungs coming back from the Middle East or the burn pit problems that they're having with their lungs. Uh, that's what's going on today is trying to find out, is there a cure? What can they do to cure it? And it's still continuing. Uh, and some of the head trauma that's going on today now in, in the Middle East that we did not have that much on while we served in Vietnam. So, you know, that, that really we've... We've got to stop this now and make the Department of Defense and the Veterans Administration step up and take the responsibility and quit trying to pass the buck off onto the veteran. That's exactly right. And if we don't do it now, oh, Lord. But, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying there uh, because every time I go in the hospital, they... Uh, I tell them now I was uh, involved in uh, weapons of mass destruction testing and they didn't have a clue what I was talking about. Oh, they wouldn't do that to their own troops. Well, they did. (laughs) And and they still do, I suspect. Uh, But that's not going to change the fact whether or not you're going to have to pay for your insurance. It's just a deal here to get get the door open, I believe. That should be the first step. Make it two or $3 deal, <laughs> and then when it ends up, could be considerably more. Well, there's no way to tell it. For sure, it won't be less. Uh, and... Uh, You know, like I told John, it's, uh, why should I have to pay your electric bill? You know, (laughs) Uh, that's what they're wanting to do. Well, like like you say, uh, this seems to be setting something up that that can be abused in the future, and uh, uh, it, it needs to be at least uh, stopped long enough to look through all the details of it to make sure it's uh, not not that uh, uh, scary uh, item that can change in the future and, and start uh, uh, moving money from another. It's just this is the wrong way to do it, and it's time to uh, make things stop and take a quick look at our eyes. I mean, it's serious. It's a deep look. Congress, then we have to move on the president to get him to veto it. And, uh, but, uh, the thing to do is nip it in the bud while it's, uh, threatened here in line where they'll table it or do something till further investigation can be done. I can't imagine 
a congressman or a senator going for this, knowing that the uh, history of the VA uh, and their dealings has not been exactly honorable, and they can see the abuse herself where the possibility of abuse can can occur here. And I, I, I don't think anyone's given the, uh, true numbers. They're talking one number, and then they talk another number. Well, we're going to take out for 174000 but in actuality, we're only going to pay fifty. Well, what are they taking out for? Uh, that that right there make me worry. <laughs> what about these other veterans getting left behind? Yep, we're that's exactly what's at issue yeah. here. Yeah, if they have a Vietnam uh, service medal or. You know, that should automatically include them. Uh, Well, you know, they they tried that in the past, and the argument that came up was, well, wait a minute. Now, there were some of these Vietnam service medals given to guys that, uh, for for instance, flew over the airspace of Vietnam at the 20 or 30,000 feet, uh, uh, with oxygen masks on and all that, uh, and, and they're claiming that they have been getting claims for benefits for people like this. Uh, with this specific instance, uh, with Blue Water Navy, that's not going to be hard to weed those guys out because you say, okay, uh, uh, show show your proof that you were under a, a command of a naval vessel, and uh, you're you're eligible and the Air Force is not, or anybody who flew that high is not going to be able to do that. So there's a way to weed that now. Yes, there is. You're right. Uh, I don't know. But folks, contact your leg- legislators, please. Uh, mail, phone, both. Uh, Email, phone. Email. Reach out and them. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know the yep. VA likes anywhere you can get all of them. Start doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. The VA likes to hire creative thinkers, and that's one of their KSAs to be acclaimed person is to be a creative writer, a creative thinker. A little any windows like determining that the veterans had to have boots on the ground and that they flew over in the air. In order to deprive a benefit for a veteran served in Vietnam, came from one of those creative thinkers, and they, you know, they hire them every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they never offered me a job. Well, believe me, I used to have one. I, I'm glad I left it. Well, Gerald, I got a question on this part. If if they pass this and get this regulated started, do you think we could get uh, every veteran to donate a penny so that you can get that new toilet paper dispenser fixed? Repaired? Well, I'll sure put in for it. I would think they they should, don't you? Well, I think so. <laughs> and when you get that, I'll ask for one for my truck. How about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm needed bad. Get the DOD to pay for it. 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 bucks for a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Hell, they can surely afford a toilet paper dispenser. Sure. Yeah. Tell my they save the money off you. <laughs> Well, they could probably they could probably sell a couple of sweaters and pay for that girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet they could. They probably got a lot of sweaters. Trouble is, they'll burn up. <laughs> uh, 
I guess they just ain't found the delete button yet on the computer. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, the, they're quite a bunch, and they never quit trying. But this is a one heck of a wing ding deal, and folks, uh, you got to do something about it, or there's no telling where it'll end up. We're not trying to throw a scare into it's facts or facts. So well, you know, the previous secretary Shulkin, he did say one thing. He told the truth about it. He said. To be in such a non-adversarial system, this is the most adversarial thing you've ever seen. (laughs) I can believe it. I can believe it. You know, Gerald, some of the veterans, Gerald, some of the veterans, yeah, the thing that we need to keep in mind, when a local veteran calls his local representative and talks with someone in his office, that has a whole lot more than sometimes um, an American Legion or VFW or whatever, just due to the fact that for every veteran that calls his congressman, you know he's going to have somewhere between 10 to 20 other individuals that he would can give input on and in, and have something to do with the next time that particular congressman runs for office. So the the veteran needs to understand he is really a powerful tool. His voice is is very strong, and he needs to use it and, and call his local congressman and tell him how many veterans he knows. You know, I know five veterans. I know ten. I know twenty. And and you know. I would like to ask you not to vote for this, not only for myself, but on their behalf. And you'd be surprised that um, the numbers have a crunch them and multiply their phone calls. Uh, you know, one phone call they may not pay a lot of attention to. Twenty-five, they'll think about it. But you get a hundred, and they're really going to get serious about thinking because they yeah, know for every hundred, there's another two thousand. That's feeling the same way. Well, anyway, we need to start calling. I'll call them one one day, and my name will be Gerald. The next day, it'll be Pete or something. Just I, I tell you what, Joe, you'll get you'll get much further if you'd say your name was James Cripps. You get a whole lot further. Yeah, I'd say this is James Cripps. Yeah, and I. I got a big truck. <laughs> I'm going to run it right through your office. You don't shape up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to make calls. Uh, and I don't know if we do any good to call that presidential hotline or not. Maybe it would. Well, I know that well, the people that answer that uh, presidential line are are very sincere about what they're doing, but uh, where they pass that on to at step number two is uh, where the big question mark comes up. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't know. We got to get it worked on. So uh, give us a project. We'll have to reschedule uh, and do a follow-up because we have to follow this up and see where it ends up. Uh, get more on top of it than what we've been. So. And there's probably people out there that support it. That's fine, too. But there's got to be more people that don't support it because they can see the hazards. But anyway, uh, John, uh, we're, uh, we're out of time here. We're down to 39 seconds.
according to my time clock. So I appreciate you coming on, Ray. Appreciate you calling in and and helping out here. Uh, you, you give us some good insight. And uh, we're going to reschedule a follow-up show on this and see if we can't get something moving. And uh, That's a good uh, idea. Uh, let's be sure it's not too far down the road. We don't want something happening. And with that, uh, this will be Gerald Cook with Jay Basser. We'll be signing off for now. I think we're totally out of time. It doesn't shut me off. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Basser Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.